Welcome, everybody, to the Best Bet Corner. I'm your host, Harry Chase. Look, we are uh, out of the office today. We are not in the studio. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, obviously, in the world right now. Um, Mike, Manila Mike, is sick. He's out. Jess is still on the DL. She's out. Uh, so it's just me as of right now, but I just do want to introduce you and everybody out there to my pals, uh, Brother Bry, who was on a couple weeks ago. He's here from the Degenerate Trifecta of Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal and his brother, who turned 50 yesterday. Right, that's, right, Darren? Parley Kid turned 50 yesterday. Happy birthday, pal. Thank you very much, Harry. Well, listen, you know, uh, I really want to appreciate you guys coming on today, uh, filling in for these guys and being special guests. Uh, we got, we're still doing Against All Odds uh, next week, which is uh, th- this week, which is going to be great. Hopefully we're still doing it uh, moving on. Um, again, appreciate you guys being on. Um, look, uh, obviously here I'm in Arizona. You guys are, uh, you guys are in New York. Um, I was mentioning to Brother Bry earlier that uh, here in Arizona, still, uh, as I went and picked up Lenny K's breakfast this morning at Dunkin' Donuts, um, still, you can golf, you can still uh, do a lot of things here in Arizona. Most of the restaurants are closed, uh, but still, golfing is available. Uh, Some other things are, too. Um, uh, The weather's been great here. Uh, I don't know, what's the situation with you guys there in terms of your families, uh, everybody safe? What's going on with the schools and everything? What are you guys, uh, what are you guys thinking? Well, well, Harry, I have not left. A, I have not left the house yet. So, I, no, I'm kidding. But I, every once in a while, I, I go out to the store, uh, and then pretty much I stay in. So this is like, uh, this isn't bad for me. I don't like really going out anyway. I like to stay home. Uh, I mean, I wish we had sports on, but uh, other than that, I feel like I've been busy. I've still been working from home. I have. Uh, I have the kids doing stuff. I'm making breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which I never do. So um, I've been busy. So I, I really actually feel like. What, I what about your time. sister? What about your sister, Brad? Your, sis, your sister? No, she's there? not. No, out? she's not with me now. So uh, no, it's, oh, it's oh, just boy. just me wow. by myself uh, trying to take care of the kids. Oof. <laughs> How are things with you, Darren? How's everything? All right, not bad. You know, uh, you know as a teacher here, I'm, uh, we're out of school. Uh, we're going to be doing some distance learning uh, starting next week. Um, other than that, you know, uh, in the house right here, we, there's eight of us uh, in this house. I'm surprised we've made it pretty far here over the last week without any, uh, you know, we had a little scuffle in here between uh, Maddie and Christian the other day. Other than that, uh, very low key here. Because you know, Harry, this was like 40 years ago. John and I, brother John and I, would have been going at it every day. There would have been a fight every single day in the house. There would have been a lot of yelling and screaming going on. It's been pretty pretty quiet here. People have been pretty good, um, from what I can tell. The, you know, I, I get out a little bit, but uh, most people are staying in here in New York. Uh, the numbers are rising as, the, as more tests are getting done, and... Uh, Hopefully we get through this soon, Harry. It's uh, you know, it's it's still early in this whole situation, and right. uh, you know, so I think everybody's everybody's spirits are still pretty good right now. But uh, two or three weeks from now, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to be saying the same thing. Right. I mean, like, uh, God, by the way, God bless your parents from back in the day with you and John. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but uh, you're, but Darren, you've been a you've been a health teacher for also like 
almost coming up on what, maybe 30 uh, years? Yeah, I'm I'm saying it's basically it 28 years now, yeah, yep. I mean, what are you, uh, you know, I know you're doing some teaching from home and stuff, and, and, and what, are you te- what are you basically telling your students and everything, you know, be- based on knowing what you know and being a health teacher for 30 years? What can, what, what can you tell them to help, uh, help out your students? Well, Harry, really the most important thing is, and I think these kids are getting lectured big time by their parents right now about, you know, social distancing and hand washing, and parents have to be the bad people right now because, uh, the kids kind of still want to hang out. For them, it almost feels like it's like a vacation in a way right now. Uh, and basically, we just got to tell the kids to be safe. But you also want really worry about some kids mentally, uh, almost more than so than physically right now because you know they get a little cabin fever. Uh, they need to um, you know you could still get out, maybe walk, go for a walk or uh, or something like that. But um, Basically, find ways to keep yourself busy. This isn't any different, Harry, when you think about, you know, when when we grew up, not that, uh, but, you know, we were, you know, we weren't on our phones all day. Um, we had to come up with things to do. Uh, these, these kids have to be a little bit more creative now uh, to, to keep themselves busy, uh, kind of like the way we had to do uh, 40 years ago when we when we were younger. And um, that's just it. Keep Keep busy. Find ways to keep busy. Keep yourself physically healthy, mentally healthy, and um, that's it right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, like I said, I'm doing I'm doing the show here from Lenny K's basement uh, today, just to make sure we have a show out. Look, the show must go on. We do have a basketball court here, as you guys know, Bri. You've been on it. Uh, you've been here and played on it. So at least I have that. I have a little bit of of something to do. Um, but you know, uh, look. It, it's just it's it's all no it, it's all rough there's no look guys uh, you guys know I was messing around on uh, on Twitter over the weekend uh I was 3-1 one and 1 in uh Australian rugby giving out games and they even took that away by the way this morning that's gone now too guys <laughs> oh it's gone it's all gone yeah Australian rules football is gone yeah um yeah did you even know there was a difference between Australian rules football and Australian rugby I didn't know what the deal was until guys were te- uh, sending me messages on Twitter and saying that, you know, the league is this, the league is that. And I'm like, oh, uh, I, don't, I don't even know any rules. I don't know how it's played. I don't know anything. But, you know, it was still action. And uh, they had NFL names for nicknames for the names of the teams. So that made it somewhat interesting. But we, you know, we even have that, that gone now, too. By the way, Brian, you see, like, I think there is there still – the Russian soccer, and I see every. Uh, I do see that there is some um, Russian tennis too. Yeah, you it, it looks that? like there's a few games like I don't know across the world here or there. I don't even. I, I don't know what's going yeah. on there. I will say, Harry, though, speaking of the Australian Australian rules football, I thought was phenomenal. A uh, ton of fun t- to watch. I made some money the first day. The second day, uh, I never told you guys. I had uh, Saint Kilda. Up 29 at halftime. I don't even know what's like a big blown lead. I think this is a very big blown lead, but up 29 at halftime, um, and they lost. So um, Wait, wait, what was the game? St. Kilda, I forget who they were playing, but um, it was a pretty even spread. Um, Somebody had recommended it on Twitter to bet it. Uh, Up 29. Mm. Um, It was like 45 to 14 at halftime, and they uh, proceeded to lose. Well. By the way, what 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 time did that game be? What what time was that game played? East Coast time. Um, well, the St. Kilda game that was early. Well, the funny thing about this is I was listening to it on the radio, which that was the only way I could get it. But 
the game after it, which I also bet on and lost, um, that started at like 12.30. So I was up till like 2.45 in the morning watching that. Um, but it was fun. It's fun. I'm not doing anything. So so, a, so, a, so a normal night for you. Yeah, no, normal. A normal night for you, Ryan. You'd think I'd take a yeah, break. Yeah. I just still can't. <laughs> I struggle. Well, yeah, it's just it's rough for all of us. I mean, honestly. But we do have a... We did have a little bit of football. I know last week we touched on it a little bit on Against All Odds uh, in terms of free agency um, and what we thought was going to happen for our teams. Look, I'm a, obviously I'm a Giants fan. Um, look, I, I don't want to even mention it. Uh, the coaching staff is all brutal bums that they have on the team now. Like I said, I don't even waste my breath talking about uh, about the, to- the team here. Uh, I feel terrible for Saquon and Daniel Jones. I mean, I'm going to leave it at that, basically. Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens, it's going to be an awful season. So I don't even want to mention, really, the Giants. But we will go uh, Parlay Kid is a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, if anyone doesn't know that out there. And Brian, Brother Brian, is a uh, now a Las Vegas Raider fan. So, listen, we're going to get into Dallas. We'll talk about both teams here and what you guys thought in terms of free agency real quick and what you thought uh, your team did. Da- uh, Darren, the Cowboys. Um did grab HaHa Clinton Dix from Chicago, uh, and did grab Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle from Carolina, who's a former Pro Bowler. Um, and then we'll get into Dak and uh, and Amari Cooper uh, in a second with their deals. But what do you think about Dix? Uh, can he still get it done? Yeah, Harry, I think this has been a very solid free agency period for the Cowboys, where uh, they've kind of been smart with their contracts. They've been doling out. And I think every single player that I was hoping would be gone is gone. So kudos to them right now. I've never heard you this down about the, the Giants before, though. This is bad. I've never never heard you it's like awful. this. You've always remained. Last year, as we know, you had them to possibly win the division. And now it seems like, wow, you've almost uh, you're resigned to the fact that you really think they're going to have a, a rough year. So, But getting back to that question. Honestly, though. Two words, two words, Dad. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. I can't do it. I, I can't even root. I can't I do know, it. I know, Harry. I, I, I feel for you with that. Um, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table for the Giants. I really don't know. Uh, maybe this will give him a chance to shine, uh, getting uh, under that, uh, out from that spotlight with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I think he's a very vanilla coach. So good luck. But getting back to those questions you asked me about the Cowboys, I really do like the signings. Ha ha, Clinton Dix, one year deal for about four million dollars. Great signing. It's an immediate upgrade over Jeff Heath, who signed with Brian's Raiders, by the way. Uh, so that's an immediate upgrade. Um, he always, uh, you know, grades out as one of the top ten or so safeties in the league every year uh, at the end of the season. So for the, for the money they're giving him on a one-year deal, solid signing. Same with the McCoy signing from the Panthers. I mean, he might not be what he was uh, when he first came out of school, but I think he's, it's a, still an upgrade for the Cowboys inside a defensive tackle. And I think they got Cooper on a very fair deal, which they had to sign Amari because, one, Prescott's best games have come with Amari as a receiver. And I think that deal was pretty fair, and they kept him from the Redskins. Uh, as as well, and they franchise Dak. So I think overall, it was a really good off season. You lost Witten, you lost Heath, you r- lost Randall Cobb. Who, who um, you'll replace uh, Cobb uh, very quickly, I believe. And um, 
and uh, and Jones, uh, our cornerback Byron Jones is gone now, but uh, two yeah. interceptions in five years. I know people say he still grades out very well, but I think you got to get a little bit more from uh, from your defensive backs there. So good, good, solid offseason so far for the Cowboys. All right, yeah, I mean, definitely, they, it's going. I mean. Again, the NFC East is a two-team race. It just yes, is. I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate the way it is, but I just it just really is still. And uh, yeah, Jones signed for uh, Jones is now the uh, signed with the Dolphins. He's now the uh, most uh, highest-paid cornerback uh, in the NFL. Amazing, oh, huh? Pretty amazing. I I think he's a very he's a good football player. Seems like a great guy, but um, just I, I, watching him all these years, he's one of those guys who. He tests great. Uh, everything about him is great, but just doesn't make enough plays for me. Even the, the they've posted something pretty funny the other day on Twitter. The Dolphins posted Byron Jones's highlight reel from last season, and even Jones commented on it that he was embarrassed for people to watch it because it wasn't very good. Team, mm. so uh, I got a kick out of that. But so good luck to him. Nice guys in the AFC now, so he can't really come back to hurt the Cowboys too much. But so good luck to that. And like you said, hundred percent right. This is a uh, this time a two team race between the Cowboys and the Eagles, and I still think the Cowboys are the most talented team. So yeah, I mean they they still are solid. They really are. It was a nice nice signing to get uh you like you said I agree they had to get Cooper I think it's a little high the price but they had to sign him no most definitely they had to have him there um uh, now a very exciting time exciting time for Brian and his uh Las Vegas Raiders first season there um look Brian you signed Nelson Aguilar the other day uh, I don't know uh injured a lot last year uh does have uh drop issues um, but uh, you know, you also made some nice signings. Uh, Corey Littleton's going to be great. Uh, he he from the Rams linebacker. He's always uh, in the games. He's, he doesn't miss time. He's excellent. Uh, Carl Nassib, defensive end. He can play four three or three four. Had six sacks with Tampa last season. Uh, you got a slew of Cowboys here. Like uh, Darren mentioned, Jeff Heath, uh, Malik Collins, and Jason Witten still giving it a go. But I got to mention, but before you mention what you think the uh, Raiders did, Bri, uh, a couple years ago, you know, when Eli Apple was a member of the Giants, not the parlay kid and not Cousin Sal, who are both Cowboy fans, and, not, and when, when Eli Apple would get roasted, uh, they weren't ripping me, and maybe because you had a big bet maybe on the Giants at the time, but you out of the three would always rip me about Eli Apple and how shitty and sucky he is. So... <laughs> He's yours now, so uh, have fun well, with yeah, that. Yeah, he was he was shitty and sucky. Um, I used to blast my other giant fans about him too. But the funny thing, the weird thing about, it, and Darren knows this too from like some of the cowboy Cowboys cornerbacks in the past. Some sometimes these guys, I don't know, like cornerback. I feel like is the one position though when they change teams as they get older. Sometimes they they play really well. So the Eli Apple deal, like a one-year $6 million, I thought was a pretty good deal actually for him because we do need uh, more depth at cornerback. Um, really like the Littleton, Kwiatkowski moves. Uh, the Collins move is fine. I did like the Mariota move. Uh, Jeff Heath, I think, is garbage. Plenty of time we've watched him. Um, but I will say, I mean, Aguilar Witten didn't really like, didn't like those moves either, but it seems like... Uh, Mayock's trying to bring in some quality locker room guys. It seems the one positive about him is that he's bringing in these quality guys, drafting from quality schools. Um, uh, 
you know, the thing also, he is bringing in guys on one year deals or only one year guarantees. So even like the Collins deal, the Apple deal, the Heath, uh, all these deals, they can pretty much aside from Littleton, they can pretty much get out of these deals after one year. So um, I thought they overall, I mean, they signed a ton of guys. I ha- thought they had um, a pretty good week in free agency. Not great, but pretty good. And it allows us to do a bunch of different things in the draft as well. You like Aguilar? Uh, not not really. I mean, he'll draw. He'll fit right yeah. in with the Raiders, who t- drop a ton of balls. I'll tell you that. Mm. It, it wasn't a couple of years. Parlay kid will remember. Heath is the one that uh, chased uh, Carr around the corner on that Sunday night game, right? We had the Raiders, Bry, and uh, he he's the one who forced Carr to the outside, and when Carr extended the arm out, um, and sl- had the ball slip out of his hand for a touchback, cost us the game. Remember that? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Remember on a Sunday night game when the Raiders were uh, home against the Cowboys, and Carr was running around the corner to oh, go we, for the, we, to oh, get the touchdown. About the Cowboy game. Oh, yeah, I, I thought you were talking about the Eagle game for a second. I was like, oh, what the hell? Are you oh, no, 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 oh no 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 yeah. no no! Oh yeah, no, no. you're right though. Well, the Carr was the worst. Well, Carr's done, oh, done that multiple times, so uh, I'm sick right. of seeing that. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, guys. Yeah, I mean, look, we all hope uh, for, hope for the best for our teams. So even though I think the Giants are going to be the worst, honestly, they may they may come in last. Washington might the be ahead of them. Signings were okay, um, though. Some I, mean, of the, I mean, some of the free agents. They had, were okay. they, you know, I I know, but uh, true, true. But I just uh, I just don't think that the overall, uh, just the coaching staff just disappoints me, and I'm just really down on it. I don't, I know Darren uh, Parlay Kid just mentioned that, and I just. I'm just down on the on the coaching staff, and I don't know what they're going to be able to pull off offensively. I don't know. They made some nice, you know, made some nice plays and pickups on defense, which they definitely needed as well. But I just overall not feeling good about the Giants this year. Really not. But um, team that I am feeling good about a little bit is here in the desert. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals really, like we mentioned it uh, last week, really uh, did a steal against the Texans and Bill O'Brien. Uh, getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, they got uh, they got a heck of a uh, threesome at wide receiver now with uh, Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk. Um, we were looking earlier, guys, uh, at MVP odds for the NFL uh, in this upcoming season, and, and at only twenty to one, it's interesting. I'm looking at Kyler Murray. I mean, what can they pull? They, they picked up a lot of defensive players, which they needed to step up on because uh, the Cardinals gave up the most touchdowns to tight ends in the NFL last year, and it wasn't even close. Uh, but they made uh, some nice pickups of Devondre Campbell, Devin Kirkland, and Jordan Phillips from the Bills uh, to clog up that middle and uh, you know prevent uh, long drives from other teams. I think this is a situation where at twenty to one, don't know what what Kyler Murray is capable of in terms of he could maybe go off. And these you know whether they win games or not, maybe the Cardinals uh, every game is like thirty-one twenty-eight, and he goes for. 80 yards rushing, he goes for 300 passing, two, three touchdowns a game. At 20-1, to one, uh, in only a second year, I think that's worth a shot. What do you guys like? Anything else? Well, I'll take this one, Harry, and I do like that. I and mean, let's face it, that uh, NFC West has now, at least on paper, and look, anything can happen right now, but best division in football, right? I mean, that's I think that's pretty clear cut. And, and Coach oh, yeah. O'Brien, boy, boy, he, he's backed himself into a corner. He's going to have to have a good year. He'll be gone very quickly from that Houston Texans team. So, um, and I mean, he's the GM oh, too. Well, How that's crazy the problem. is that? <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, he he uh, 
he's really put himself in a corner. And look, maybe the guys respond, but uh, he'll 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 lose two jobs then uh, if they don't win at least ten games this year. But getting back to your question, Harry, too about the MVP, I got a couple guys um, that I like uh, sitting at fifty-five to one. I know this is a long shot, but looking at McCaffrey on on Carolinas. Harry, looking at his own, look, looking at Christian McCaffrey's numbers here. If somebody told you, mm-hmm. um, thirteen, almost fourteen hundred yards rushing and fifteen touchdowns, a thousand yards receiving, hundred and sixteen receptions, four additional touchdowns, that is certainly MVP mm. material, right? Easily, easily. So, if Carolina with the new coach with Matt Rule coming in, who I really do like, and I think he's going to bring some energy to that team and with uh Teddy uh Teddy B coming in there to quarterback uh that that team if the Panthers could win 10 or 11 games this year again this is a bit of a long shot and stretch mm-hmm. but to grab McCaffrey right now at 55 to 1 for MVP if they win 10 or 11 games and he duplicates those numbers you're not going to find 55 to one for him. You're going to be looking at, you know, uh, two to one, a three to one, a four to one at some point. So um, again, it's it's a long shot, but I think sitting there 55 to one uh, with the new coach, some new energy uh, in and uh, for the Panthers. Let's take Christian McCaffrey at 55 to one. Um, I think he's worth throwing that a few bucks down. That was a- that is a uh, fifty-five to one is a monster number, and don't forget, guys. They they did uh, the Panthers just signed uh, Houston Roughnecks quarterback PJ Walker too. You know, I had to mention that. <laughs> That's true. I like XFL. him. I mean, I hey, like look, him. he's fi- finally somebody's uh, somebody signed out of the XFL to the NFL, and uh, he was definitely the MVP of the league until this all got no stopped. You know, what college, Harry? Uh, hold on. Temple. 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 That's it. Yeah. Nice. I owed you one from against all odds last week, Darren. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, guys, we also got something to look forward to in the coming weeks. The NFL draft. Unfortunately, it's not going to be in Las Vegas and it was going to be. I mean, it was going to be some show. I mean, I know in past years, Nashville, Chicago, uh, the draft was awesome and everyone loved it. And it was it was a it was a fan fest for everyone. And this was going to be 10 times, 100 times better with the uh, with the stuff that they had planned. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not going to be the case, but still we're going to have it. A uh, lot of questions and question, mar- question marks about who's going to go where. Uh, there are odds out on the draft and draft positioning. Um, let's go over a few here, guys, and see what we think and what we like here. Uh, me and the Parlay Kid, Bri, this morning talked a little bit about Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, his over his draft position is at three and a did half. You, did you, you say Tagovailoa? Last <laughs> Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Let's call him Tua. Anyways, Tua, Tua, three and a half over is plus one forty. Under is minus 185. Um, 
Bri, let me start with you first. Uh, I know there's a lot of possibility of trade talk going on around here uh, with the situation because if you just look at the straight three-and-a-half number, uh, you'd think over uh, and that he would be going fifth maybe to Miami. But a lot of different trade uh, situations here that could be going on. What do you think here in the three-and-a-half? Yeah, because you were saying what you saw the latest today was you said under was minus 185. Right. Yeah, so that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to lay. I I do think he's gonna go. I do think he's gonna go in the top three, though. I do think somebody will trade up to. Well, the problem is like for somebody like the Redskins to, for somebody to trade up to two, like you have to give a lot because I mean they should be taking Young at two. So, I would expect uh, maybe somebody to trade up with the Lions. I mean, Lions too could take Tua, but I doubt they will. Um, but I could see somebody trading up to three for Tua. I think. Too many teams in the past have regretted not trading up and taking Watson or Mahomes, um, you know, while others did. Uh, so I think you're going to see, I mean, Tua's, you know, I mean, just before uh, this year in the injuries, he was, you know, kind of like a once-in-a-generation type quarterback maybe. So I do think somebody still is going to uh, – somebody still is going to – will trade up just figuring if they don't – they they might really regret it. So I would I would I'd probably lean under here the three and a half. You know, Darren, you, we mentioned earlier like the Dolphins right now to, to, are the favorite to grab two at minus two fifty. Uh, the Chargers are three to one. The Lions are six and a half to one. Um, but with the Dolphins uh, picking fifth overall. Uh, but the over-under sitting at three and a half. I know you mentioned earlier, Darren, like were you thinking maybe Detroit gets in the mix here so that uh, because honestly, uh, if, he, if, if the under is 185, you got to lay 185 under three and a half. I mean, it's got to be Detroit, right, that makes a move here? It's a great point, Harry, and I kind of disagree with Brother Bry on this. Uh, I do like the over uh, three and a half here on Tua because – it seems like a lot of teams have addressed their quarterback situation this offseason. So the three teams we're talking about here that would probably most likely draft Tua would be, one, the Dolphins, who have the, uh, you know, the odds to do it, uh, two, the Chargers, three, the Lions. So I don't think the Lions are going to risk the third pick here on Tua. Um, I'm a big Tua fan. I think he's going to be a very good player in the NFL but at the same time, I don't. I think these injuries are too much of a red flag, and I'm not sure what are teams going to be willing to give up. So, who's going to look to trade up to three to take Tua? It could be the Dolphins if they're worried about somebody else taking him, or it could be the Chargers to 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 do that as well. But I also think these teams know why should we give up picks when we probably could just stay right where we are. Dolphins grab Tua at five. And the Chargers grab uh, Herbert at, at pick six. And both teams leave happy without giving up picks. And I think that's what we're going to see happen here. So it might be some talk about all this stuff. I think, but I think that's – I'd be willing to risk that for the plus money here, plus 145 uh, over three and a half, uh, 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 rather than saying that there is going to be a trade that's going to happen there. You know what, Darren? I think you're right. I agree with you on that one too, because you're getting the plus money. Uh, I, I don't think that it would. I don't think it's going to hurt uh, because, in terms of taking, uh, if the Dolphins want them, I think the Dolphins will still be able to get them at five. The Giants definitely at four are not going to mess around. They're taking. They're either going defense or they're going to take the offensive lineman. Uh, 
from uh, Iowa, so you can throw Giants out of the mix here. And I just don't think I don't think it's a smart move if Detroit was even flirting with uh, taking Tua because that's going to be a whole not- he he wouldn't play right off the bat, and it'd be another year where Detroit is just awful, where they didn't improve anything in the first round I think it's smart for uh, Miami to hold off I think they'd still get him there and then you just mentioned like uh want to discuss Justin Herbert he's at five and a half um the over on him over five and a half is minus 185 unders plus 140 uh Bri the Chargers sit at six uh they chose not to go anybody in the free agency in terms of quarterback Tyrod Taylor right now is the quarterback um I think at minus 185 Keeping him on the West Coast, I think over five and a half and the Chargers grab him at six is the play. How do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that that would make sense there for the Chargers or, you know, again, who knows? Somebody might trade in. I mean, I guess my thought of somebody trading up to uh, three potentially for two could, would change things because then now you're looking at then, you know, if it's not the Dolphins trading up to three, then it's like if the Dolphins are stuck without a quarterback at five, would they look at Herbert? So, uh, but I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I think over five and a half seems to be the play there for Herbert at, at, at the moment. Oh, by the way, right, Parley Kid, too. bad I... news for you. Travis Frederick uh, just yeah, announced he retired. he retired. Yeah, he retired. I just saw that come across Ooh. the line there. Uh, you know, look, he didn't play last year either, so um, uh, am I correct about that? Did he play? What, was it last year? Am I, am I missing something? Um, yeah, he did play last year. Uh, well, uh, he, he had was that back. issue. Was he that was two back, years but ago? But he had that, uh, yeah, he had that uh, issue. But I'm told to forget if uh, – uh, Harry, if you didn't play last year, you're gonna have to recut cut this from from the recording. How's that sound? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't yeah, I'm like matter. blanking Listen, out if, uh, that, if he was uh, the Cowboys starter last year, um, uh, and how long his mm. uh, illness goes back to. But uh, you know, I, I knew that was probably coming here. So, good, uh, great guy was a great center, and uh, Cowboys will miss him, I'm sure. Something that does matter for Brian is uh, wide receiver wise oh, yeah. for the uh, o- uh, for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, I almost said Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders and C.D. Lamb is sitting at fourteen and a half on his uh, draft positioning. And I know the Raiders are uh, a team that's looked at him. Uh, he had a great career at Oklahoma. And you know, it's interesting when I wrote down these lines this morning. C.D. Lamb at fourteen and a half. The uh, the over was plus one ten. The under was at minus 150, and I'm looking at the line right now, and now the over is plus 140. The under is at minus 185 at 14 and a half. So with the Raiders sitting at 12, yeah, did they, they, they grabbed Aguilar, like we said earlier in the show, but is he reliable? Not really. I think he missed five of the last six games last year for the Eagles, uh, did have some drops, uh, and he's been known to do that. Uh, Brian, uh, Lamb was electric for Oklahoma. Um if I was a Raider fan, I'd want him. How about you? Uh, well, yeah. So that's the thing, right? So I, I do think, I mean, I want a receiver. Uh, they could look at receiver at 19-2. The question is going to be, the because there's so much depth at wide receiver in this draft, the question will be, will teams just be like, you know what, we can wait, we can wait. Um, I, do think, um, I do think the Raiders probably should draft Lamb or Judy here. Um, I don't really know which one I prefer yet. I probably prefer Judy, but 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Th- this is a tough one to me because I, I, I get the sense that because there's so many receivers, I could see Lamb or Judy falling um, outside of their, you know, where they're expected to be picked. So I would, I would bet probably one of these guys to either Lamb or Judy, one of them to go over um, because you'll get some plus, some good plus money there just because there is so much depth in this draft class. You know, sometimes you get yeah. Sometimes you get these Oklahoma receivers. They're unbelievable in college. Not the greatest in the pros. Dee uh, Dee Westbrook. I mean, uh, he was fantastic too at Oklahoma. Uh, hasn't had the greatest of careers uh, in the NFL. But then again, he really hasn't had the greatest of quarterbacks either at Jacksonville. It's been tough for him. Uh, I just think that Ceedee Lamb. Though just watching him last year and the comeback against Baylor and uh, and and in the champ in the uh, Big Twelve championship game against Baylor, he came up huge. I think the Ra- he could just he would be an instant star with the Raiders. Darren, how do you feel? You yeah, think so? I, I think I think Lamb would be a perfect fit for the Raiders right here. Going to Vegas, uh, Renfro in the slot, Lamb on the outside with uh, Terrell Williams on the other outside. I think it makes for an interesting uh, and and of course their uh, terrific tight end Waller uh, also there. Uh, boy, uh, the Raiders all of a sudden would have some weapons. And would be a fun team uh, to watch. And guess what? Mr. Carr would have no more excuses anymore for his very pedestrian numbers. I like Lamb to oh, go exactly. under that 14 and a half. I yeah. really do like Lamb at minus 185 like to go under. And I do like Judy. As Brian said, one of these guys will probably go over. I do like Judy over 11 and a half uh, right there. I think okay. I can see him going more. Uh, Lamb going uh, first. Judy uh, following him. So I, I kind of like Brian saying one of those guys going over. I think it will be Judy, the guy to go over. And I think uh, C.D. Uh, Lamb right there goes to the Raiders at the 12th pick. Sounds good, boys. Judy's at minus 140 on the over. And like we said, uh, we may have to all jump on uh, with uh, with Sal on the under uh, 14 and a half at minus 185 with Lamb. And I got one last one, one last prop here, guys. Uh, and we'll call it a night. Um, drafted first. Which running back is drafted first? Georgia's DeAndre Swift or Wisconsin's Jonathan Taylor? DeAndre Swift is at minus 190. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor you can get at plus 145. I know both uh, both guys were looked at hard by the Miami Dolphins, uh, but with the Dolphins in uh, uh, free agency grabbing Jordan Howard, and uh, listen, Jordan Howard gets injured too, um, so he's still a question mark, but still they grabbed him. So I don't know if they're still both looking there. I know the Chiefs really like uh, Swift as well. Uh, Chiefs, I believe, have the last pick in the first round. Um, but, boy, I think, Brian, guys, I – I just think overall with Swift getting injured yeah. at the end of the season last year, I just think Taylor's a more complete running back. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Harry. Um, I would take the plus money probably on that one because I think it's going to be really close. Um, I think people are looking at Swift, you know, can do a little bit more maybe, uh, although I know they Wisconsin started throwing a little bit more to Taylor, and I think he's shown that he can uh, catch pass out of the backfield. But, right. um, you know, he ran that – Really fast 40 time, which is going to really help him out. I didn't realize he was that fast, uh, Taylor. Um, obviously, a little bit bigger of a back. 
Um, I like those odds, though. I would take that plus 150 there. I do, you know, I do think overall, um, as a just a pure runner, I think he's better. Uh, can he do, you know, maybe, yeah, not as dynamic as Swift. Uh, but I, I like it at those odds. And you sh- you forgot to say, you, you keep calling him Jonathan Taylor. I think you mean to call him Jonathan Taylor Thomas, right? <laughs> I did make that mistake. Did I make that? I yeah. made that mistake, uh, yes, right? Yes, but I can't remember I when mistake. you did it a long yeah. time ago. Maybe like a year ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Parley Kid, you got any uh, any thoughts yeah, on I that do, one Harry. either? I, I do like what you guys are saying there. Our Taylor had a great um, combine, I believe. Uh I knew about his speed being that he, he was like a very high-level sprinter. And he's, he's a big back. I think and, – and let's let's face it. These Georgia running backs uh, have an injury history. Don't they seem to not be lasting too long here in the pros? Uh, you know, with – You've been all over that parlay, kid. You couldn't you be know, more right. And I know Chubb is healthy with the Browns right now, but I think there's a reason why they brought Kareem Hunt in to lessen the load – uh, last year on him because they just don't seem to last. I think the only drawback that teams might have on Taylor, uh, and he did it, he has really improved his pass catching ability out of the backfield. The only th- negative I could see is he has carried the ball a tremendous amount of times already at Wisconsin, and that might scare some teams off because we know the shelf life of these running backs. Uh, there's only a certain amount of mm. carries they could take. I think that's the only thing that people could look at right now that would deter you from taking uh, Swift ahead of Taylor. But being that you're getting plus money here on Taylor, I think he had a great combine. I would, I would, I would think that Taylor goes before Swift in this draft. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. We all agree. And just think that that's, a li- that's pretty high on Swift, considering how great of a running back Taylor is and how great he looked in big exactly. games last year. Uh, especially when they played when they played Michigan at home, he was unbelievable that game. But anyways, uh, guys, listen, uh, good stuff here. Really appreciate you guys coming on, uh, Mike and Jess out there. I hope you're listening. Hope you guys feel better. Um, listen, guys, uh, we got against a lot this week. Hopefully, we keep rolling with that. Uh, anything uh, you guys want to mention out here? Uh, you guys want to mention your Twitter, ha- Twitter handle? Anything else you guys want to mention? Sure. Right uh, I'm at uh, the Parlay Kids at the Chalk Talker. Um, hope people are listening to Against All Odds as well. And, Harry, kudos to you. You're becoming one of the uh, the best uh, prognosticators out here, giving wins left and right all the time. And I think people are taking notice of that. So congrats to you on that. Uh, and uh, just uh, stay safe. I just got to bet them, that's all. I just got to make sure I bet. Just got to start betting them. Start making some Never big bet bucks em. on your Never bets. Bet that's it, man. <laughs> Bry, uh, Bry, what's your what's yeah, your I'm handle? Yeah, uh, the brother Bry. Um, ho- oh, hopefully, you guys uh, stay healthy over there, Harry. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I, yeah. Hopefully, it's not too serious. What Jess and uh, Jess is out with, or so. Um, yeah, hope, hope. Yeah, hopefully, they're those guys are okay. Yeah, Lenny K's had me. Uh, uh, if anyone doesn't know, I live at Lenny K's place is at his uh, at his kingdom here in uh, in Arizona. And the and the in the I've spent uh, I want to say about fourteen hundred dollars on groceries over the past week. So uh, we're locked stock uh, here. So we're pretty now, does good. He, but, uh, does he again, guys? Does he quarantine you? Does he not allow you in certain parts? I feel like knowing Ken, he's a germaphobe. Uh, I feel like there's certain things he doesn't like. He probably just yells at you if you're touching your face or there's different you mean, things, right? You, you mean? 
You mean Lenny yeah, K? Lenny K. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, to an extent, um, yeah, but he's uh, he's been pretty good uh, in terms of me being able to wander around the house uh, aimlessly if I want to. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. But we got we're we're we're, uh, we're, uh, we're in seclusion here. We're uh, we're we're uh, away from everything. Like I said, the, it's not so bad here as it is in uh, California and New York and Washington, but still. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I hope things. We obviously we all hope things get better. And guys, I just uh, uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on the show. And uh, I just again, I want to appreciate uh, uh, you guys coming on here and helping uh, helping us uh, helping us out with Mike and Jess out. Really appreciate. Anytime, it. Harry. Sounds good, Harry. Awesome, guys. Talk to you guys later. Talk to you guys later, tomorrow. Harry. Okay, guys, take care. And I am uh, Harry Chase at the Best Bet Corner. We will be here again next week. I just want to say uh, appreciate it, everybody out there listening. Again, against all odds, you can catch me and the degenerate trifecta of Parlay Kid, Brother Bry, on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. And also you can catch me uh, and my articles on free agency and everything else in terms of on Odd Shark. So, again, thanks again, everybody. Be safe. Have a good night. Have a good week. And hopefully we get this turned around and we get sports on fairly soon. Take care, everyone.